Making the community a healthier place is always at the forefront of what we're doing at the Portage Health Foundation. And one of the ways we're doing that is with the PHF podcast. I'm Michael Babcock, and I host this podcast where we tell the stories of the people, organizations, projects, and events that are focused on improving the health of our community. From meeting the people behind the scenes at our farmers markets, understanding more about our local education, emergency services, nonprofit, or criminal justice systems, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply search Portage Health Foundation. Welcome back to Copper Country Today. It's brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. Learn more about them at phfgive.org. I'm Grant Ducetto. I'm joined by Leslie Kovar of SAIL. They run a summer work program at several different municipalities, private employers, and also state parks across the area. It will be going until August. Leslie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about SAIL? SAIL is a nonprofit. Um, our, our home base is Marquette. We do have a, a few remote um locations as well but we serve the whole up um so all 15 counties um we're a part of the disability network of michigan we're actually categorized as a center for independent living or a sill as some people would say um and so we serve people who identify as having a disability on whatever goals that they're um kind of setting for themselves as far as independent living or getting out into the workforce um, and so my, the program that I oversee or manage is in partnership with Michigan Rehabilitation Services, or MRS. Um, and so one of those services out of, out of many is actually the Summer Work-Based Learning Program, um, which is what that press release was really highlighting. Um, so what that entails is every summer, actually, I think this is like the fourth or fifth summer up in the whole Chimana, Barraga counties. Um, we partner with MRS, the local schools and teachers, um, and local high school students who are living with a disability um, to offer them this, this work experience. So really the whole purpose of the, the service or program was to get students out into their communities working, get them some work experience so they can put on a resume, maybe you know get some references, network with professionals out in the community where they'll maybe end up working one day on their own um, and to really build up on those work skills like um, self-advocacy, communication, you know, resolving conflict, um, teamwork, just really those basic work skills that you would need in any environment. Um, and on top of that, it kind of gives them an opportunity to explore just different fields that are available to them as if they'd really like to continue to pursue something in that field or, or not. <laughs> um, so they really get a strength or a feel for their strengths or areas that they uh, want to continue pursuing. Um, so what are so some of the different a, opportunities that are available yeah. in the different places where they can take part in some of these programs? Yeah, so they kind of vary year by year, just depending on where the students live. Um, you know, if they live in Houghton, we try to find something closer to Houghton than Calumet, just because transportation is really a limited resource, um, you know, across the UP. But, um, you know, a lot of these students don't have their driver's license yet either. So we really try to tailor it to where they live and, and what their um, interests are. So, um you know, over the years, I'm, I'm going to kind of give you a list of all of the ones we partnered with. Um, but it's a lot of the schools. So really, a lot of them are just going back into their own schools and um, cleaning, kind of flipping classrooms, getting them ready for the new school year, cleaning, maybe some outdoor um, lawn maintenance, um, some of the local municipalities. So like the city of Houghton, city of Hancock. Um, we've worked before with the village of Calumet, the village of Lake Linden. Um, the schools that we've worked with have been Houghton, Hancock, and Calumet schools. Um, 
this year we actually are, um, we have two new sites. So Michigan Tech, so we're going to be working with their Jana janitorial or custodial crew along with their ground crew. So doing some indoor and outdoor work. Um, and Econo Foods is also a new site for us this year. So they're going to be, you know, learning how to bag groceries, stock, um, in hopes that maybe even exploring some of the different departments that they have to offer um, as well. Um, in Baraga County, we've, we've partnered with, um, you know, the high school before and in the village of Lance. Um, and we also partner with some of the DNR state parks. So we kind of differentiate between the DNR parks and then we call all of the other sites like our community sites. And so the community sites are part-time hours. So they work 24 hours a week for eight weeks during the summer. Um, and the DNR um, sites actually are full-time positions. So for eight weeks, those students work Monday through Friday, you know, eight hours a day. Um, and they have, you know, a lot of outdoor manual labor type tasks as well. Um, and so the positions that we have actually this year specifically are um, the Baraga State Park, um, Calumet High School, Village of Calumet, Hancock High School, Michigan Tech, and Econo Foods. How big are these different groups of, of um, I guess, guest employees? Are we talking yeah. each site having two or three, or is it maybe seven or eight? So some sites can take on more, but really the average is anywhere from three to five, maybe. I would say three is the average. <clears throat> and as far as working at these different places, obviously there's a wide range of um, options. You've got kind of the state government side of things. You have the, the local government with the school districts, and then you have private companies like Todex. Are there different requirements for the employees for each of these different organizations? Or if you can get you work with one, you can probably, you know, qualify for any of the different options. Yeah, really, actually, we try to um, give the students the opportunity and, and the choice to pick as much as possible. Um, in March is when actually it's, we kind of try to emulate the whole, you know, real life job application process. So starting in March, the application actually gets sent out to teachers to kind of help the students fill out that job application, just as they would for any other job. Um, and then in April, um, sales staff, along with their MRS counselors and, and sometimes their transition coordinators, we actually do interviews with them. So to give them practice with, you know, the whole process of, you know, searching, applying, interviewing, and then also maintaining work. Um, so during the interview, we actually ask the students, you know, what type of work environment would they like? What are their interests? And based on kind of how they answer, we, we plug them into a site that we feel like will be a best fit for them. Um, but we're pretty flexible on that. So like some of the students, you know, this is their fourth year participating and sometimes they go back to the same site and we try to tell them that they're going to kind of be the leader of the group since they know with expectations. And then some students, you know, they come back every year wanting to try something new. So um, we try to leave it as much as possible open to them and what their interests are. Now, obviously when you're talking about the cohort involved here in the this process, this multi-step process, I'm guessing the parents are involved at a pretty high level as well? Um, actually, they're not usually involved. I mean, some might be more so, um, you know, maybe filling out the application and such, but really the, the parents, um, all they do is we just had orientations this last week where they have to come in in person and we kind of go over our payroll paperwork because they actually become an employee of sales. We pay them. Um, to do the work as well. So we have to do all of that, you know, paperwork. And then we review like things like the safety rules, just expectations, 
um, and what they'll be doing specifically at the site. So, you know, if a student is underage or, or does have a legal guardian, then at that point, the parents are required to attend that in person. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't say they're, they're too involved, you know, maybe, you know, obviously dropping off and picking up. But other than that, that's really the only point that I talk to parents. As far as this program, is it something that you just do in Berrigahoton and Keweenaw counties, or is it uh, regional? Do you have different options across the UP? Yeah, we um, actually work in a few different areas. Um, we worked on the eastern side of um, things, too, the last couple summers. Um, and then Gogivik, Ontonagon, as well as Menominee and Delta County. Getting into the summer job coach positions, uh, kind of what are some of the requirements for that? So the, the point of the summer job coach is that um, they are to be there, you know, for the full working hours, the full amount of time. So whether it's six or eight weeks, it's eight weeks up in Berrigan Houghton. Um, the purpose of that position is that they are to be kind of the support person for um, the students. So, you know, for a lot of this, maybe their first working experience, you know, they might not even have done anything like chores at home or anything. So it's really a, a big learning experience for a lot of them. Um, and so the point is that the job coach goes in, they listen to what the site supervisor is telling them to do, and they just kind of make sure that the students are following that direction. You know, if, if they notice that a student is, you know, maybe not following direction or is having trouble with a specific task, they can kind of be there to show them and, and help give instruction. Um, and so as far as like requirements for that position, we do require a high school diploma. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it would be preferred that they have experience working with students and students with disabilities, but that's not, you know, excluding them from applying or anything like that. So if they apply, we interview and we just kind of talk about the position. And if they feel like they'd be a good fit with that group of students, then we kind of move forward from there. Do you find that there are certain um, industries or certain occupations that tend to gravitate to the summer job coach position? Yes, absolutely. I feel like it's really tailored for teachers or paraprofessionals, you know, looking for something during the summer to keep them busy and a little bit of extra money. Um, it's definitely been difficult trying to find job coaches this year. Um, just I think with everything going on with COVID, teachers kind of are looking for a break this summer, which I don't blame them, but um, it's definitely been a little bit more difficult finding people to fit this position who are qualified. Now, was SAIL able to operate last summer? Um, we did. Um, <laughs> It was a delayed, um, you know, as, as I said before, we partner with Michigan Rehab Services, which is a state entity. And so they had, you know, a lot more restrictions imposed on, on them and their services than we did even here at, the, at our agency. Um, and so we, we typically run mid-June to beginning of August, um, and we didn't get to start until like mid-July last year. So it was only like a four to five week program for some areas, but we were just happy that they, they still got to work a little bit and most of the kids were too. As far as sale goes, when did the organization first get started? Oh, I've only been here for uh, a few years here, but I believe we're like at least 20 years old, 20 to 20. I'd have to look up the exact date. But And you you have the, uh, the home base there in Marquette. So I'm guessing when you first started, that's kind of where most of the operations happened. When did you expand into the Capra country? Um. We actually, we have an office up there right now. The position isn't filled, but um, we've been working out there since we started. The contract with Michigan Rehab Services started about five years ago, and that's when I came in. So, you know, I would say really that's when we started taking off with services up there, especially working with students. Are there any types of programs maybe sort of like this during the actual school year itself, after school type uh, job opportunities? 
Um, no, we don't do the work experiences during the summer. We do offer a lot of other like individual um, and the one group service that we actually offer during the school year and, and have in a few schools up there the past few years are what we call success for life. It's basically life skills training. So once a week, we go up for an hour with a group of students, um, you know, five to 10 students at a time. And we just talk about a different skill that um, they'll need, you know, once they graduate high school. But that's really the main service that we do during the school year. And as far as kind of graduates of the SAIL program, do you find that you have some success stories that you can kind of point to and say, hey, you know, maybe before this program started, we wouldn't have seen the results that we're seeing with this particular uh, demographic? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And just my time that I've been here, you know, there's been a few students that actually, you know, have been offered positions once they're done um, working at the work site, you know, we tell all of the work sites that we um, partner with that that is not the expectation. In fact, it's just a training program. But really, you know, if the students, you know, put their best foot forward, we do tell them that you might be able to get a reference out of it. Or, you know, you can kind of show that person how or that agency, how good of a worker you are. And so last year we actually had um, Twin Lakes State Park offer a seasonal position to one of the high school students that had graduated. So there's been a few stories like that where they have been offered employment or, you know, they kind of... Um, see see more about what type of work they'd like to do where maybe they didn't think that they were cut out for college or a specific field and that this opportunity to, to kind of see firsthand and, and work in that field has allowed them to kind of branch out and you know see what other opportunities are out there for them and i would guess from the employer's perspective it may break down some stereotypes as well about just what uh, the disabled they're capable of and kind of, you know, how they, how they approach uh, work and jobs and, and employment in general, that is, it may be not quite as great of a divide between the general population and, and this particular cohort of people. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually one of the um, cool aspects for me to kind of see too, is just not only working with the students hand in hand and seeing their growth, but also seeing that perspective change in the communities. And like you said, and, you know, busting down the barriers of, what it means to maybe work with or work alongside someone with a disability. Um, you know, a lot of times I feel like that word carries a negative connotation. Um, and what I've really seen is you know, certain sites, they, they see, you know, a task might not take, you know, a group of, you know, high school boys, you know, the whole day to, you know, paint or something like that. And they, they can get it out in an hour. And so I think it definitely has done that over the years. It's helped break down some of those barriers um, and really lessen the divide, like you said. If a organization or maybe a, a government unit is interested in helping out, how would they get a hold of you guys to maybe take part next summer? Um, I they could contact me directly um, via email or phone, or if they just call our main line, they can ask for um, you know whoever works in the workplace learning program with MRS. There's um, a few advocates that actually oversee each of the areas, and then I just being the program manager, oversee them and, and support them as needed. But they can just call our main our main line or, or get a hold of me. It looks like the state park jobs are the most comprehensive. Do you like to steer those towards just a select few participants and have everybody else take advantage of the other opportunities involved? Um, I think they're both easy to work with. I mean, really, all I do to set up a site is I just kind of cold call them and explain who we are and what we do. And most people are pretty open to exploring the idea. And I think once they try it for one summer, you know, they know us and they want us back. Um, you know, in fact, I've had some sites say, we, yeah, we definitely want your guys' help. And in fact, we want more if you, you know, have more students for us. So, um, you know, I, I guess as far as being easy to work with, I think as far as, you know, to like, 
students and what's a good fit, it really comes down to the hours. You know, the biggest difference is that the, the park is full-time hours. And for some students who have never worked anywhere, that can be kind of overwhelming and a little bit too much right off, right off the bat. And so usually those participating in um, the DNR state park sites have either worked before or have done our program in the past and worked part-time and have now kind of shown and, and know that they're personally ready for the more hours. And those sites are a little bit more remote, not necessarily super remote. I mean, Barraga State Park isn't that far from Barraga or Lons, but they're maybe a little bit harder to get to by vehicle than working for somewhere in the actual city or a village. So the right. parents would obviously have to be willing to kind of take that uh, um, responsibility up as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the past, um, sometimes MRS has allowed job coaches to use some of their state vehicles. Because of COVID last year and this year, we're still not allowed to do that. Um, you know, that's just been kind of a benefit. The students do know going in that they are required to kind of figure out their own transportation. So whether they have their own license or car or the, the parents are just committed, you know, sometimes they carpool with each other as well. So most of the time they figure it out okay. With the recent changes to COVID, is there anything now that you can do this summer that perhaps you thought you might have to ax because of COVID restrictions that have been lifted recently? You know, last summer, that was kind of the delay to and starting is that we were just making sure that we were developing policies and protocols that would keep everybody safe. You know, everyone wanted to get out and work, but of course we wanted them to be safe doing so. Um, and so, you know, last year we were following um, all of the CDC and state guidelines of, you know, if they were working outside and more than six feet apart, they could take their mask off. But if they were any closer than that or inside, they had to have it on at all times. You know, most students <laughs> had been adjusted to that for a few months regardless, and so it wasn't actually too bad. But um, as of this week, we've actually um, have learned and have said to our participants that as long as they're outside, um, regardless of where they are, they can they can take their mask off unless they would like to wear one. If they are inside, they do have to continue wearing the mask. Um, as far as what specific tasks they can do, there really hasn't been any women on that because of COVID. And I would guess if you're outside in the summer, in the middle of July or potentially August, and it's, you know, low 80s and kind of humid, you don't really want to have a mask on if you can avoid right. it. Yeah, that was probably the biggest question of orientations this week is everyone was pretty excited they didn't have to wear one outside. So, <laughs> As far as the schools that participate with this, is it all of the school districts here in the three-county area, or do you have certain uh, districts that are, are more um, receptive to the program than others? Um, you know, I'm sure there's a few schools that we haven't even contacted yet just because, you know, the participants aren't really in that area. And so because of the transportation issue, like I said before, based on where the students live, we really try to find as close of a location as we can to them just in case they can walk or bike as well. Um, but a lot of the schools have been open to it. Like I said, Calumet, we've partnered with the last several years. Same with Hancock. They want us back every year. Um, we've done, like I said, Verga High School. I'm trying to think um, – those have been probably the most receptive, but that's probably just because that's where <laughs> the majority of the students live, too. So um, there's another program that we're actually hoping to get off the ground this summer as well with our Horizons Alternative School. So it's still kind of in the works, um, but it's going to be the work-based learning program, but potentially a couple weeks longer. Um, and it's going to kind of blend into their school year, too, as kind of a senior project. So, again, the whole point is to get them out and working and, and networking with different people and businesses in their community. Um, but they're going to be kind of um, more of a mobile crew this summer. So I don't have all of the specifics yet, but they will be actually 
the students themselves and the job coaches will be finding their own work sites and kind of moving from site to site um, throughout the weeks to gain much more diverse experience. So they're not at one location all summer. Um, Leslie, if you don't mind me asking, how did you get involved with SAIL? What brought you into the organization? So I'm, I'm originally from Munising, so relatively close, but um, I had got my degree in uh, social work, and so I knew I always wanted to work with people, and I wanted to stay in the relatively local area to me. And so when the position opened up, I just thought it would be a really good fit. Um, I've learned quite a bit working with this population, and I really enjoy working with the students in particular and just seeing their growth and, and seeing their confidence build as they gain the skills and, and know that they can do it on their own. Are there any challenges that maybe you didn't expect or maybe some things are easier than you thought they would be when you first took the job? You know, I think if you're working with people, no matter what the job is, there's always a challenge. But that's also the the good part about working in that field, too, is that something, you know, there's something different every day and it, it keeps me on my toes and I'm always learning. But I'm always up for a challenge, too. So When you have students that are in this program two, three, four years, do you encourage them to go back to the same place, or would you like to see them take on a variety of tasks? We really try to encourage them to try something new, but, you know, if someone really does not like doing outside work, I'd rather them go back to the other site and kind of take on more of that peer mentor role than put them in an environment that they know that they're not going to enjoy. Um but we do try to get them to, you know, try new things. And like you said, you're obviously always adding different organizations to the list. So, you know, mm -hmm. one year something may not be there, and then the next summer all of a sudden it is. So, Right. Yep. Uh, and, you know, anything else, Leslie, that I haven't asked about that you think should get mentioned? I don't think so. I think you did a really good job, and uh, <laughs> I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. It's Like I said, it's We've been doing that for a few years. It's one of the programs. I mean, I, I like everything I do, but it's one of my favorites. It's the chance to get to know the students. And like I said, just see their growth and see their confidence grow. Um, and so, you know, as I mentioned, too, the, the reason we really have the press release is that it's been so hard to find job coaches this year for a variety of reasons. And that if we don't find job coaches to fill all sites, unfortunately, there's not really an alternative. And and those sites get ended up getting cut. And, um, you know, we may end up doing one-on-one -on -one services with students, but they don't have the opportunity to interact as a group and such. So we're really looking for job coaches to fill, fill these last few positions left. So you any know, word to kind of help get that out is, is awesome. It's funny. I was talking to Steve Patch and the superintendent over at Hancock, <laughs> and they're doing a, a more enhanced summer school type of program this year just because of COVID and some of the gaps in, in learning. And he said that, you know, we, we surveyed <laughs> the teachers in our <laughs> district and they just weren't all that excited this summer about taking yeah. part. They're just kind of burnt out a little bit. And yeah. they're working with a couple other school districts to do that. And I think it's the same across the board. I think the teachers are ready to have a couple months off and get back to right. something close to normal. Uh, yep. As far as the, uh, the, uh, the job coach position, do you like to see them return or would you like to uh, kind of have a, uh, a turnover in the ranks there so everybody gets a chance to take part? You know, um, we had a plethora of applicants, just like you said. You know, summer's kind of a hard time for a part-time position, so it's really tailored to teachers, but, you know, teachers also sometimes want their summer off. Um, so we definitely have, you know, every year I feel like we have a handful of new ones and a handful of returning. Um, you know, a lot of the DNR parks have had job coaches that have been there for the last three, four years. 
Um, and that's helpful just because the DNR is just one more entity that, you know, we're partnering with. And so to have someone kind of rotate in and out might be difficult for them. Whereas these job coaches that are returning kind of already know their spiel and know what they expect and they kind of trust them a little bit more. Um, that's not to say that they wouldn't be trusting up someone new, but um, so we kind of try to like to put the same ones back at the DNR if, if they are interested in year after year, but we're also open to any new applicants. And for the summer job coach position, the organizations that you're working with, do they have a lot of say in who is picked or is it really done through sale? Oh yeah. So we are definitely, when I say partnership, we are definitely partners through and through. Um, you know, we have to work together because they have to be a client of MRS in order to receive sales services. So MRS actually um, authorizes and refers each student to us um, that we have to kind of make, you know, our, our consumer and, and do all of this, that paperwork as well. So um, we do the interviews together. Um, we kind of review each applicant and, and work together to feel like, you know, each student's place at the right site. Um, you know, MRS um, can usually attend orientations with us where they're kind of reviewing who MRS is, you know, and how they partner with us as well. So they're definitely involved throughout the whole process. And obviously that applies to the students. How about the, uh, the summer job coaches? Um, so we actually do those interviews on our own. You know, they get to meet some of the job coaches and, and sometimes we're able to do even site visits themselves. Um, but we are usually the ones um, interviewing and hiring the job coaches. Gotcha. Well, Leslie, thank they, you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it.